Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Aaron Summers. On Monday, we visited a little bit with Brooke Kirchhofer, who works for WWL, talked about the Saints and the Steelers game, got some immediate reactions. We're going to dive into that matchup a little bit more in today's episode with Fox play-by-play broadcaster Adam Amin, who was there in Pittsburgh, saw the Saints firsthand, but he gives a good perspective on the Saints' outlook for the rest of the season. Before we get into that, however, let's do a little housekeeping. Today, the Saints will be back at practice for the first time this week as they prepare for the upcoming game against the Los Angeles Rams. That game is in the Superdome. It is another 12 o'clock central kick. Jonathan Vilma, former Saints linebacker, Shannon Spake, and Kenny Albert will be on the call. The first practice means The first injury report will come out later this afternoon. Lots of injuries for the Saints that we've been tracking all season. Of course, most notably this last week was to the offensive line. James Hurst going out with a concussion. We have been without Trevor Penning for quite some time. He's been getting back on the field in limited fashion as he works back from that turf toe injury. And then we're definitely keeping an eye on Andrews Pete, who was out last week with a tricep injury. Unfortunately, we will still be without center Eric McCoy, who is on injured reserve, which means he's out for at least the next four weeks last week, last weekend being the first. Pro Bowl voting did start on Tuesday, so you can head to NFL.com and vote for your favorite Saints players. Definitely want to throw a vote towards a couple of the captain's ways. Cam Jordan's had a great season. He's always a standout defensive end. Linebacker Demario Davis has had one of his best seasons in his 11th year as an NFL player. He's already topped his career best sack record with six sacks so far this season. So he's definitely one that should get a nod from the fans. So definitely head to NFL.com and make those Pro Bowl votes. Later today, we will hear from head coach Dennis Allen on a conference call with the media and a couple players in the locker room post-practice. So stay tuned to NewOrleansSaints.com and at Saints on Twitter for all of that. You can also find it on our YouTube page. Now let's bring in Adam Amin. He's also the Chicago Bulls play-by-play for their television broadcast. So at the end of the podcast, we're going to talk a little Pels Bulls since the Pelicans do host the Chicago Bulls tonight at the Smoothie King Center. Adam, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. It's it's kind of nice because this week, not only did we get you in Pittsburgh for the Saints, but you'll be here in New Orleans for the Bulls-Pelicans game on Wednesday, a little rematch a week yeah. ago when we played you guys. But let's first just want to check in and see how you're doing. Having a good week so far? <laughs> yeah, it's been good. It was, uh, it was a good trip to Pittsburgh. It's starting to feel like uh, cold weather again. I know... Uh, uh, you may not be ready for that down in New Orleans, and that's perfectly fine. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be happy not to deal with it for for a couple of days. But no, it's uh, it felt like a football game in November, even with two teams yeah. that weren't uh, maybe performing the way that either franchises, fan base would like them to perform. Right now, it was uh, it felt like a physical November football game. Yeah, mentioning kind of where both of these teams are, the Steelers coming off of a bye they looked like they were a little more fresh, a little more ready yeah. for that game. What was kind of your overall takeaways 
from both sides. Yeah, I, th I think you're right about that, Aaron. Obviously, bye week versus short week, right? And that's mm -hmm. something that the Steelers have, have done very well. They when they've had time to prepare, they're you know I think uh, I saw from you actually earlier in the week that Dennis Allen had pointed it out. There's something like 12 and five now under Mike Tomlin uh, after a bye week or 12 and four or something like that. So very good record. They prepared very well. They they were much maligned and they they were having some offensive problems. So for them to run the ball as effectively as they did was a positive sign for them. And I do think there was something to that with New Orleans being on a short week. That's back to back really physical games that they've had to play, you know, and, and whether it's a quarterback mobility issue or uh, just a heavy dose of the run game. Uh, that's the problem we've seen the last couple of weeks with the Saints defense, which is so shocking. Right. I mean, tr mm. traditionally, this has been one of the best run defenses in the NFL. So uh, some of the issues that we saw pop up, granted, no Pete Warner really hurts. I mean, he's having such a good season right now. Uh, to not have him in the lineup, to not have Marcus May, you know, some key pieces in that in that back end and in the front, uh, you know, they're they're it's understandable, I guess, you know, when you look at it in in terms of NFL parlance, like it, it was kind of set up for Pittsburgh to have a really strong week and to have a bounce back week, and for the Saints to to have to overcome some adversity. And uh, offensively, they're they're still seeking it right now. You know, we've we've seen that a couple of times now this season where the offense sputters for a little bit too long. So. There, there's still a lot to play for. Uh, Mark and I wrapped things up after the game talking about both teams. And we said hope isn't lost for the Saints strictly because this is a division where they're only two games back despite the fact that they're three and seven. They're two games out and and they played Tampa Bay well. I know they lost to them earlier this year, but traditionally they played very well against Brady and the Bucs. And uh, I, I think they've got an opportunity to stay in this. Obviously, these next couple of weeks are incredibly important, but they have a shot to stay in it. So hope is not lost by any means for New Orleans just yet. I know the team isn't going to say that injuries played a factor. They're not going to use that as an quote unquote excuse, but it is a reality, especially with what they dealt with at the offensive line coming in with their starting center and then their left tackle going out during the middle of the game. Yeah. There's a lot of adjustments that they had to make on a short week. And then within a game, how much do you think that that was a factor? A huge, uh, it's huge, especially when, now TJ Watts back, and I know TJ is not necessarily matched up all the time on the left side of the Saints offensive line. He was more so on the right side of the line against his old uh, college teammate Ryan Ramchek. But that whole left side of the line was was diminished. You know, to to have to have Lane and Young step in uh, right out of the gate, pretty much in the second half, to not have Andrews Pete, not have Eric McCoy. You know, they they told us uh, Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael talked about it during the week with us and said we can't. I mean, we, we typically would move Cesar Ruiz to center, but because you're already making so many other changes on the other side of the line, you know, to, to try to minimize some of that, they left Ruiz at right guard and brought Josh Andrews uh, back up to the starting lineup. And, and obviously when Landon had to step in later in the game at left tackle, that, that, that hurts, you know, mm -hmm. Andy Dalton maybe didn't get sacked as, as much as uh, you might expect with some of the offensive line issues, but he was hurried. He had to move in the pocket a little bit more than he wanted to. He had to dance around. He had to climb up and, and try to make adjustments. And and it, it just makes things difficult. And, and to the Steelers' credit, their back end played pretty well. You know, they played pretty well in coverage uh, considering they didn't have Minka Fitzpatrick. So I think injuries played a huge factor. It just disrupts timing. You know, for, for the Saints right now, their offense is at a place where their margin of error is a little bit lower than other teams, mostly because of the injuries, partially because of talent, whatever the – the issue may be right now uh, the injuries at wide receiver aren't helping by any means. This is the most injury ravaged team in the league. 
You know, and we're looking at it with the Chargers. We're looking at it with the Raiders. They're struggling. The, the entire AFC West is dealing with these injuries right now. And think about how we projected the AFC West coming into the season. We thought this is going to be the most competitive division. Wilson's there now. Right. Uh, you, you got Mahomes. You got Herbert. You got Carr and Adams hooking up for a year. And all those teams, for the most part, have been injured this year. And you see how, how much of a struggle it's been in that division. So I don't think you can ever overlook it. No coach, no staff wants to use it as an excuse, especially players. They don't want to use that as an excuse because they want to play. You know, mm -hmm. Guys who are second and third on the depth chart are going to say, fine, put me in. I'm ready to play. But it is a, it is a factor at the very least. When you've missed more man games than any other team in the league this year, certainly it's going to play a factor in small ways. And sometimes those small ways uh, kind of combine into bigger problems. You mentioned that not all is lost for the Saints because maybe – the fact that the NFC South is so uh, not good, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, it's the only division right now that doesn't have a team with a record over 500. So that kind of right. says where things are at there. Do you think there is the the potential for them to overtake the Bucs? Because the Bucks seem to be finding their rhythm right now. They are, but uh, I look at the schedule coming up. The Rams are struggling right now. They've had quarterback injuries. They've had injuries as well. They've had, they've had issues throughout their season. Cooper Cup uh, was dealing with an ankle issue that didn't look particularly good. You saw how emotional he was after the game against Arizona last week uh, when he got hurt. So you got the Rams coming up. On the road at San Francisco is a tough game now all of a sudden because that team starts to look a little bit more like, okay, sure. they, they've got a little bit of a, of a flow with McCaffrey. Obviously, the Saints know Christian McCaffrey very, very well having seen him in Carolina all those years to look at another crack at him. That Monday night game on the road at Tampa Bay before the bye week is huge because that, that to me, no matter what happens in these next couple of games and these next couple of games against LA and San Francisco are very important, but that Monday night game against Tampa Bay may determine the, the, the direction, the course of the season now for, for new Orleans. So that game is incredibly important. They haven't played a divisional game since those first three weeks. Mm -hmm. you, you get the bye week after that Atlanta's right there. Cleveland is a winnable game on the road at Philadelphia is really tough, but you saw hey, they're beatable now, right? Like <laughs> suddenly you see, you see what happens when you go out and be opportunistic against them. And you try to put the game plan to them and try to be attacking, uh, you know, nobody's taught, nobody's been talking about Washington uh, outside of, you know, the, the Taylor Heineke run, like they've been hurt. Chase Young's not there. You know, Carson Wentz got injured, but but they're making the, the most of it. You know, they're playing physical, a uh, physical style of football. Granted, that's a team they've already played this year. So, you know, maybe they're a little bit more well prepared for them this time around. But the, any it, it really is in any given Sunday league. Any team is beatable. Any team can have a bad day. Any team can take advantage of a matchup that goes in their favor. That's just how this league is built. It's, the, it's like the perfect American sport right now with how much parity there is. And yeah, sometimes it leads to unesthetically pleasing football. Sometimes it leads to a division where not, no one has a winning record for the moment, but you get a, you get a playoff spot. If you win the division, it's, it's as simple as that. And that's how it should be when you play a regional schedule, the way the NFL does. So all of these games, these next three games pretty much should determine the course of the season. Everybody's beatable. You shouldn't lose hope, especially if you're a little bit healthier come, uh, come next week uh, when you take on Los Angeles. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a tall task, but you kind of get some things in order, right? Some wrongs that they've had over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. I think that it's still out there for them. Before we transition from football to basketball, I have to ask, you were at the game. What was with the birds? <laughs> I think it was just a, a, a day for, for, uh, <laughs> 
for the Steelers to be very nice to their feathered friends. I'm guessing that there was like new feed or like new uh, new footing I or mean, something, new sod in the field. Maybe that is an appealing diet. I'm not sure. I have never sure. seen that. I mean, that they was, hung out was for like the whole first half of the game. I I do respect that they had a uh, had like a they they kept a respectable distance. Yeah. From 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 the field. So if the if the play was at the fifty, they were like, hey guys, let's move it back. There's still plenty going on at the 35. You know, we can go hang out 15, 20 yards behind the place. That was that we we had a good time with it too, and I'm sure a lot of the fans did as well. It was, a, it was an interesting scene to see uh, the, the yeah. Pittsburgh Pigeons hang out with us. I didn't know if that was something that always happens there. I was there yeah. like 8 a.m. freezing out there on the field <laughs> sure. with all with me and just the birds. It was just you. Really? It was you and the birds basically Literally, hanging out it. while uh, while you get um, while you're doing your freaking hit. Exactly. And I was like, man, I wonder how long they're gonna stick around here. And, and they did not go anywhere. <laughs> a, 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 res- a resilient bunch, those birds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure a lot of teams around the NFL could learn some things from those um, birds. What? Who do you have this upcoming weekend? Uh, you know, it's another strange game. We got Raiders Broncos on Fox, which is not okay. a game that we typically get uh, on this side of the ledger. But, uh, you know, again, two teams that, that desperately need wins. Again, they're they're both in the midst of an injury ravaged division. Kansas City is starting to separate now as they start to find themselves. and Kelsey starts to play better and all that good stuff. Uh, the Raiders had a really good stretch midway through the year. They played really well for three weeks. They've struggled the last three weeks. Uh, they just lost to Indianapolis. And then the Broncos – you know, they've got the number one defense in the NFL and the worst offense in the NFL. They're, they're scoring 15 a game. They're allowing 16 a game. If they'd scored 18 in every game this year, they'd be eight and one. Right. So it's just teams that are like right there. And that's the theme, I think, in the NFL this season, right? It kind of feels that way. Probably the teams that you guys have run into over the course of the year. It, a lot, it's a lot of that right now. It's a lot of, you know, any team can win. Any team can have a bad week. No team seems to be able to figure out a true rhythm outside of a handful you know, outside of the Philadelphia's and Minnesota's and Kansas City's and even Buffalo after the, the, the dramatic loss the other day, they're still, you know, it's those teams and then everybody else in a tier behind them. So that's that's where we're at with this league. So every game kind of has a little bit more weight to it, especially at this time of year when you start to, quote unquote, eliminate some of the teams from playoff contention. You start to say, all right, we're not gonna, we're not really going to focus on this team as a piece of the storyline going forward. Sure. This Wednesday, you will be here in New Orleans for the Bulls-Pelicans rematch. Just a week prior, they had met in Chicago. Pels did get the best of the Bulls that time around. Um, Close game, though. How do you think the teams are going to adjust coming into this one? I think, uh, you know, to to try to take Zion and Ingram away at key moments. You know, I mean, and and really, I don't really think the Bulls could have done a whole lot differently. Mm-hmm. against those two guys in the fourth quarter last week they were so special and they're special players ingram is a special shot maker he's he's looking at demar Derozan on the other side and two two players that have such similar games the mid-range game is so crucial for their offensive success and and brandon is just a special shot maker and he made tough shots contested shots throughout that quarter and and yeah you can play a little bit better individual defense against them uh you know you could probably parse that as you know whatever way you want to but frankly you just tip your cap to a guy who made tough shots. And I, I, what I'm seeing from Zion is everything that we've seen since his rookie year, when he first made, you know, when he first made his debut, if he is in the lineup, mm-hmm. he's a different force. He is a gravitation, potentially gravitational player. Uh, I think that in this league, there's maybe, I don't know, 20 to 25, what I would term gravitational players where you have to adjust a significant amount of your game plan to try to contest or combat 
what players like that do. It's it's the Durants, it's the LeBrons, it's Steph Curry, things like that. Zion is kind of on that trajectory right now, where it, because he's just such a unique body type. You know, I know there's been a lot made about his body. Listen, he wasn't he was sitting around nursing an injury. Mm-hmm. He looks really good right now. <laughs> like he looks in shape. He looks svelte. He looks quick. Uh, I, I know Willie's doing a really nice job, I think, of managing his minutes, you know, getting him out in, in quick bursts. So he's fresh for a type of fourth quarter he had against the Bulls last week. So I don't know what the, the main adjustments are going to be. I think the game comes down, like you said, it was close. Came down to some hustle plays. I think the Pelicans out hustled the Bulls. I think they got to offensive rebounds and to some loose balls at key moments where they where they needed them. Uh, they, they denied extra possessions to the Bulls. And I think just Ingram and Zion played fabulous fourth quarter basketball, fabulous offensive basketball, made tough shots, dominated the paint when they needed to. And everything the Bulls did well in that game, to, to be in it, they're going to have to try to do again. You have to maintain some control of the paint. Valanciunas got too many second-chance opportunities, too many offensive rebounds. And the biggest problem with the Bulls, I would say, for the last three years has been the paint. If they struggle in the paint, they lose games. If they dominate, then they win. And if they play even, then they're close. And I think that's been a, a mantra and kind of an MO for this team over the course of the last couple of years. And as, as you know, Aaron, Pelicans are as good of a paint scoring team and paint operating teams we have in the NBA. I think that's where the game is won and lost. They have definitely done a good job inside. It's going to be interesting to see if Zion Williamson is in the lineup. He's currently questionable heading into Hell's game Tuesday. And again, it'll be a back-to-back for the Pelicans. At least one's at home. So hopefully that bodes a little bit better than. Well, I I mean, I mean, I was running into our buddy, Mr. Graf Nino the other day. And it's like, man, the schedule for, for both teams and more so for new Orleans, but. I think the Bulls kind of commiserated a little bit. They had four back-to-backs in the first handful of weeks. And, you know, finally now I'm, I'm kind of looking at my schedule a little bit behind me and it's starting to lighten up for the Bulls a little yeah. bit. So, you know, for the first time and, and finally the Pelicans are playing some, some much-deserved home games as, a, as the schedule has played out the way it has. Yeah. Well, it's going to be good to see you again. I, yeah. I feel very lucky. I've gotten to see you twice in a week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate you giving us insight onto both teams because – you know, we've got a lot going on here, and it's nice to get somebody who can give us a um, double bang for the buck, right? No, happy, happy to help, and uh, it'll be it'll be great to see uh, the whole crew down in New Orleans. It'll be good to see you too, Eric. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you so much. You got it. Appreciate Adam joining the podcast and giving us some insight, not only into the Saints, but into the Pelicans as well. Lots of fun stuff going on this weekend. The Pels are at home Wednesday and Friday, and then the Saints will be playing that game Sunday against the LA Rams. Stay tuned all week as we'll have more updates from practices, from availabilities, injury reports, and another podcast on Friday. We're getting ready for that game and hopefully for a Saints win. Thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.